2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you
1: think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Fellow conspiracy realists, we return to you with a classic episode this evening, and this one is a banger, stem to stir. When you hear the word pyramids, you probably think of Egypt, but there's much, much more to the story. Yeah, turns out there's some hiding in China.
1: (laughs) Well, this is astounding, and I remember when we first started picking this uh, this idea up and we were you remember ben we were being sent things about this then mm-hmm. i think initially well i don't want to speak for you ben but initially i was like yeah whatever yeah 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 that can't be real let me check it out and then stuff gets weird in this one because i i think it has to do with the way We look at certain places in China, uh, certain uh, slightly more rural areas in China that do appear to have other stuff going on beneath them, kind of the way we think about parts of rainforests, right, Mm -hmm. where there's hidden things. Beneath
0: the Foliage. Right. And this, uh, this episode comes out a little bit before LIDAR becomes super widespread and affordable. So when you tune in here, you're going to learn about LIDAR. You're going to learn about uh, the speculation around why these pyramids were not maintained and did not become big tourist spots. Because those who control history control the present, and those who control the present control the future. Let's jump right in. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know.
1: Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt.
0: They called me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, uh, Paul, the ace decant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, we're going into, I was thinking about this off air, Matt, we're going into a bit of a pyramid scheme today, but not the, <laughs> not oh. the way we ordinarily do.
1: Oh, God. Okay, yes, we are. We're going into an actual pyramid s- scheme, where in a scheme of pyramids,
0: a, a scheme about mm. a pyramid? Several schemes, <laughs> yeah. in fact. Yeah. So in an earlier episode, you and I explored the stories of non-Egyptian pyramids. Do you remember that one?
1: Yeah, they were all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, places where you probably wouldn't expect to find pyramids.
0: Sure, even if you are a seasoned archaeologist, right? It's true that while most people, at least here in the West, associate pyramids with the Valley of Kings in ancient Egypt, you know, the the huge Pyramid of Giza and stuff, the world has tons of other smaller, similar structures.
1: Yeah, you also are – you associate the pyramid – with a, a rigid structure in a way, built built out of some sort of stone or block. Right. Where you, it's uh, highly defined. Mm-hmm. But then you get other things like ziggurats that you find throughout the world, especially in places like Central and South America. Mm-hmm. You got mounds in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find those all over the place, even here in Georgia. You can find some different kinds of mounds. Um, you can find them in Europe too.
0: yeah. In fact, structures similar to pyramids have been found not just in Europe, not just in Mesoamerica and North America, but in Indonesia, Peru, India, the Roman Empire, uh, Sudan, and the Kingdom of Nubia, Greece, Nigeria, all these other places that you would not normally expect to be home to pyramids. In fact, we could likely say if there's a landmass that you think – does not have pyramids on it, you're you're probably wrong, unless we're talking about Antarctica, which is a different episode. We've read the emails. We will get to it. (laughs) I wonder, this is not something that Mm. I have researched, and Mm. I don't
1: know if you have either, but pyramids on islands. I wonder how common that is, because it seems like it would be difficult to find just the raw materials Mm -hmm. to make a pyramid.
0: True, true. Uh, And would those be more of the mound- ...type things, given the difficulties of creating large works of stone in most islands, other than the Rapa Nui in Easter Island. Yeah. Uh, That was an enormous undertaking. They also, apparently, the people destroyed their economy in pursuit of these. Yeah. Um, Such a fascinating and tragic story. But it's a good point, Matt. The glib answer to that question or the glib deflection, rather, is, well, isn't a continent just a large island? Oh, uh, I don't. We don't think that flies, folks. We think there is a size limit to what should yeah. be termed an island.
1: Well, and as we're going to find out, there are many ways to build a pyramid-like structure. Mm-hmm. And one of them is just to take the earth that exists there and basically press it as hard as you can to, to create a structure.
0: And quite a few pyramids are are exactly that. They are pressed, rammed earth. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, there were tons of legends about pyramids in one of the most mysterious parts of the world, at least to uh, early Westerners, that is China. This vast continent so far to the east, so distant that legend and fact were treated equally because no one could yeah. prove one or the other.
1: And they certainly intermingle, and it was difficult to figure out what's what. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, there were legends that, that China had these ancient, ancient pyramids mm-hmm. that were around long before any other structure that were perhaps hidden for some reason.
0: Right, hidden from the rest of the world. And this idea makes sense when we look at the historical context of trade restrictions and travel yeah. restrictions in China for Westerners. You know, like the secret of the silkworm or silk manufacturing. It seemed very reasonable to people that, of course, this civilization would have more secrets, you yeah. know? That's just what they do, apparently.
1: And and the ancient
0: secrets are
1: some of the most fascinating, right? Because sure. the ones that, especially, gosh, ancient hidden secrets, that's just like, perfect it's the perfect thing for any mystery novel for any anyone who's even inclined to want to uh, explore those regions of their own mind
0: yeah absolutely and i know when we say ancient hidden secrets many people may think well what are you guys going to go full history channel on me here <laughs> not really but we do have to point out that there are so many real examples of ancient hidden secrets, often yeah. tied to uh, religions, to yeah. mystery religions, right? And so it is completely reasonable if we're a person who's uh, living in these ages past, it's completely reasonable for us to assume that this legend of pyramids uh, is true. However, things change here, and we have to start with the folklore. So here here are the facts. After these legends have been established— and they are pretty well insulated into the world of Western folklore. As kind of footnotes, there's not a, a ton of exploration or literature about them. Things change when a modern sighting occurs in 1912. There's a trader and a travel agent by the name of Fred Meyer Schroeder, who is the first modern Westerner to record a sighting of a pyramid in the Shanxi province of the country, of China. So what happens? It's 1912, which means he's probably not flying, right? Yeah, he's got one of those hats,
1: you know, <laughs> that, that you find <laughs> in old movies. Just the, the large uh, explorer hats. The plinth hat. Yeah. yeah not necessarily. But but he's walking, he's got a guide with him who happened to be a Buddhist monk. And then he sees way off in the distance. He's not really sure what it is, but he kind of squints a little bit maybe. And he thinks, oh, that's a, that's a, pyramid and there are all these other little structures around it whoa what am i looking at here Hmm. and we have a quote
0: yes he says uh let's see he's an old-timey american yeah yeah it was even more uncanny than if we had found it in the wilderness but those pyramids were to some extent exposed to the eyes of the world but still totally unknown in the western world yes (laughs) yes So the –
1: and just the remarkable thing, at least in his eyes with Mm -hmm. this discovery, is that they're just kind of sitting there. And if you happen to be walking along where he was walking along or maybe even flying a plane Mm -hmm. in that area – well, yeah. Or, you know, in the air for some reason, in a blimp even.
0: Or a hot air balloon.
1: A hot air balloon. (laughs) You're going to see this thing and it's just sitting there. And it would be very difficult to cover up the fact that it existed.
0: Right. And by comparison – there are people in the modern day who experience a similar fascination when they attempt to observe spy satellites. Oh, yeah. Right? Because they're publicly unacknowledged. Mm-hmm. No one's supposed to know about them, but you can't really hide them. They still blink. Or you couldn't for a while, right? Yeah.
1: So It's just inversed as far as elevation and sight, uh, yeah. <laughs> sight line.
0: Yeah, it's not one-to-one, <laughs> but it's still it's, – it's a pretty – I don't know. It's somewhere between hilarious and, and fascinating. Yep. But it's important to note here that Fred Meyer Schroeder is an actual person. So in a lot of these early explorer stories and tales, like the idea of an ancient civilization hidden in the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. what we find is that the person who is our reporter, our eyewitness for this stuff, often turns out to be the – pseudonym for a unscrupulous journalist Mm. or an editor who wants to get people excited. However, there's a great book you can read. There's an okay book you can read (laughs) called Guns, Gold, and Caravans, The Extraordinary Life and Times of Fred Meyer Schroeder. It's back in... uh, Was it written by him? No, it's written by uh, Robert Olney Easton. Okay. And Robert Easton writes this biography, which is based on primary sources... In first person. Oh. Which is, I would say, that put me off a bit about it. Yeah. Just just reading a first person biography is, is a little weird to me. But it does go through the life and times of this guy. So we do know that he is real. We do know that in 1912, he saw something. Maybe it was just pyramid-like.
1: You know, maybe it was a structure that appeared to be a pyramid from that distance from his right. vantage point?
0: Right. So one of the initial questions some of the more skeptical of us in the crowd may be asking is what's the difference between what looks like a pyramid in a in a close to mid distance and a mountain? You know, given the right terrain, mm-hmm. a mountain could look pyramid-esque. Yeah. Just right? a hill, maybe? Yeah, or just a hill. What's what's the difference? Be that as it may, Schroeder goes on to have many adventures and our story leaves him. It jumps to 1945. There's a U.S. air pilot named James Gosman on the return leg of a supply run from China to India. And during this run, just imagine the cartography here. Mm -hmm. During this flight, they leave from a position in China to supply arms or food other various sundries to a spot in india and it's a round trip thing so they fly back to china this can be dangerous because there's not a huge margin of error for the fuel tank they have to go over something called the burma bump which may be familiar to people who have looked into night this era of time in this part of the world So, the Burma bumps a problem. The guy's flying back to China after dropping off these supplies, and due to engine trouble, he has to lower his altitude. Okay. So, he was much lower than he would have normally at this point in the trip, and that's when things get kind of weird.
1: Yeah. He, uh, again, very similarly, he sees what he believes to be a pyramid.
0: And this is no ordinary pyramid to him. No, this thing is huge. He says it's got to be bigger than the pyramids in Egypt, and it must be built of some um, sparkling white marble, yeah, or polished stone. And why does it have a, why does it have jewels encrusting the capstone? What the hell is going on? Yeah. But of course, he's still got to land his plane. So he makes a note of it. He flies back over and he is convinced. We do have to say in his defense here or in defense of his uh, account, Mm -hmm. he is a professional pilot. Yeah. So he is familiar with how things appear from the air. He gets the concept of perspective and, and the various factors that could influence his vision because he has to rely on this vision. It's 1945. He has to rely on this vision in order to stay alive in the air. So he is one of the most reliable witnesses possible at this point, and he's not the only person who sees this.
1: No. So that was 1945 when James Gosman saw it. Then two years later, March 28, 1947, uh, Colonel Maurice Sheehan. He uh, he's the Far Eastern director of the Trans World Airline. He recounted a sighting. Uh, that ended up in the New York Times, actually, his, uh, his recounting. Mm-hmm. And we have another quote. Would you do the honors? Absolutely. I flew around a mountain and then we came to a valley. Directly below us was a gigantic white pyramid. It looked as if it were from a fairy tale. The pyramid was draped in shimmering white. It could have been metal or some other form of stone. It was white on all sides. What was most curious about it was its capstone, a large piece of precious gem-like material.
0: I was deeply moved by the colossal size of the thing. And a few days after this, there's a photo that emerges. It's printed in the New York Sunday News. This photo is allegedly of the pyramid that they are describing. And uh, Matt, we you pulled up the original photograph there. It does, it, it looks like a man-made mound.
1: It does, certainly.
0: Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily match the description that Shihan and Gosman are putting on it, probably due to the quality of the photograph and the fact that it's in black and white, so you don't see the same color values.
1: Yeah, it's high contrast, black and white. Uh, The angle that it's at, you can see the shadow from the sun... Casting the the pyramid shape, mm-hmm. uh, so you can tell that it, it is actually pyramid shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much around it. There, it looks like there may be some structures of some sort on one of the sides. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely is pyramid shaped.
0: That's so. This and similar stories, uh, they draw great public interest, and the game of telephone begins. So now, when you read about these encounters on many sites, what you'll see is that the quote from Sheehan is attributed to Gosman as well as the photo mm-hmm. That doesn't discredit what they're saying. But it is important for us to note that people started muddying things up pretty early on in this story. So for many people, even in 2018, that was the first time the West was aware of these structures. That's that's what most people believe. That's what many of us believe. It started in the 1940s
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what's happening now. We'll shed some light on this after a word from our sponsor.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is
0: going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
2: is Uncanny USA.
1: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Tempt to hire part time or full time. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com,
3: where America goes to hire. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission
0: and we're going back in time. We're going to the first Western mention of Chinese pyramids, which is not in 1947.
1: No, it goes back to 1667 when Jesuit Athanasius Kircher writes about them in his book, China Monumentus Illustrata. And you can actually find this on archive.org if you choose to go down that rabbit hole. Um, it is really interesting looking. You can flip through some of the pages and look uh and look at it. It's got some great maps in there of China. It's got lots of writing that I cannot read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's a it's a cool manuscript or book. It's very, very cool. Oh wow, really great illustrations in here.
0: And in this book, he conducts more of a survey of these various structures. Yeah. And as you said, doesn't spend an inordinate amount of time on any particular one, but he does mention them. Again, 1667. And if we jump back to the days of Gosman and Sheehan and the various things being published in newspapers about these pyramids, we find that, uh, bless their hearts, as they say in the South, an outfit named the Science Newsletter tried to dispel some of what they saw as exaggeration. This publication exists today, by the way. They are known as Science News. On April 12th of 1947, they said, quote, The Chinese pyramids of that region are built of mud and dirt and are more like mounds than the pyramids of Egypt, and the region is little traveled. American scientists who have been in the area suggest that the height of 1,000 feet or 300 meters, more than twice as high as any of the Egyptian pyramids, may have been exaggerated because most of the Chinese mounds of that area are built relatively low. But the most important part of this story in this quotation comes at the end.
1: The location reported forty miles sixty four kilometers southwest of Xi'an is in an area of great archaeological importance, but few of the pyramids have ever been explored.
0: All right, so let's let's think about this, as so many academics want to say. Let's unpack this. Mm-hmm. So the argument here is that experts are aware something exists out there and they believe reports of the structure have either been purposefully or accidentally exaggerated. And although they gently point out that a pyramid is not automatically the Egyptian structure most people think of, they do admit that most scholars don't know what's inside these structures or how they were built and so on. So many questions still remain. Right and researchers like Chris Meyer are certain that the pyramid depicted in the 1947 photo that we just described is actually the Mao Ling mausoleum of the emperor. And while it is the largest tomb built during the Han dynasty, it's still only about 154 feet or 47 meters high. So if you look at modern photos of the mound at this mausoleum, it does it, it does bear a striking resemblance.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm looking at one right now. It
0: there's a little more tree cover, right? Yeah. As the trees have grown there, but it still it, it still looks close enough for government work. And <laughs> this is where the mystery has remained for several decades. We knew there was something there, and the witnesses all proved to be real people rather than inventions of journalists. But we had no clue how old these structures might be, and we didn't know what might be inside. At least that is, until now. Here's where it gets crazy.
1: So we may have solved that uh, mystery of the legendary white sparkly pyramid. Uh, These recent investigations have revealed a lot more about ancient China than, than we thought they might. Uh, in the, in August of 2018, there's an issue of Antiquity, a journal published by the Cambridge University Press. Archaeologists, they, they revealed that while excavating uh, a ruin that historically people had thought, or just scientists and archaeologists had thought, it was part of the Great Wall, they actually stumbled across something completely different.
0: Insanely different, I would say. You know how often in popular reporting... A small thing that could be maybe a possibility is turned into a hyped BuzzFeed-esque headline by different authors and stuff. This happens all the time in the world of experimental physics, right? Yeah. Pretty much any science. Pretty much any science. This is unusual because this is the real deal. Everything we are about to tell you is absolutely true. In China, what they found when they thought they were looking at this other part of the Great Wall was a 4,300-year-old metropolis, at least that old. Yes, A city that was lost completely to history with a massive pyramid at its heart. This pyramid is at least 230 feet tall or 70 meters tall and it spans 59 acres or 23.8 hectares at its base.
1: Now that is massive, the essentially the the area that it covers. Yeah. So just for a little perspective here, the Great Pyramid of, pyramid of Giza it uh, it has a height of about 139 meters. So we're looking at 70 meters versus 139 mm. meters. Um, so this new, this new pyramid is significantly shorter. But the Great Pyramid of Giza, this massive thing that we all imagine when we see a pyramid, mm. it only takes up about five and a half hectares at its base. Yeah. Compared to 23.8
0: for this new pyramid. hmm And this makes this new pyramid a much larger structure by some measures, mm-hmm. right? But also, you know, we know this goes down to the construction methods. Yes. Because one pyramid is stone. The other one, we think, is rammed, compacted earth.
1: We think. We think. But it makes sense because of its location mm-hmm. that we'll, we'll get into yeah. here in a
0: second. And it gets weirder. So this pyramid, which again was entirely lost to history, along with the city, which were just spoiler alert, the city was huge. Uh, the pyramid was decorated with eye symbols and anthropomorphic or part human, part animal faces. The dude, archi- dude yeah, dude, yeah, eye, eyes. It had it had eyes. It's a, decorated yes, with it. It was a pyramid with eyes
1: and animal human hybrids. Very similar to Egyptian. Uh, things that you will see in hieroglyphics. Just putting that out there. And
0: now I'm thinking of the eye of the pyramid on the dollars
1: in, yeah. in
0: our wallets. Oh, boy. That's true. So according to the scientists who conducted the dig or are conducting it, these figures may have endowed the stepped pyramid with special religious power and further strengthened the general visual impression on its large audience. It's it stepped, right? So yeah. It, it contains 11 steps. They're not the kind of steps you can easily walk up. These yeah. are these are the right angle kind of things like a ziggurat almost. Yeah.
1: It's almost like floors in a way. It's, yeah. not, it's not the same, but it's,
0: it feels similar to that. Mm-hmm. Each of these steps is lined with stone. On the topmost steps, there were extensive palaces with wooden pillars, roofing tiles, a gigantic water reservoir, and domestic remains related to daily life the rulers of the city lived on top of this pyramid. Yeah, of course they did. On the 11th step. Of course (laughs) they did. On this pyramid carved with eyes. And also it looks like they had the artisans and the skilled craftspeople living or at least working there. And they were a set of walls surrounded this enclosure and then there was another set of walls surrounding the pyramid to restrict access by the common folk. And then there was another set of well, these were all stone walls, yeah. by the way. Uh, except no substitutions, religious despots. There was another set of stone walls surrounding the city. So there are at least three to four degrees of protection. These there are ramparts as well. It was it was a big deal. It was an entire city it was on lockdown. It also may be home to the oldest mural yet discovered in China. That's really cool. But it gets stranger still, right? When should we tell them?
1: After a word from our sponsor.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's
2: biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something
2: from this board. This is uncanny
1: usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
2: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers
1: So as Ben was saying before the the walls of this area the the two separate walls make this a gigantic space and and for some reason somehow even though it's such a large area this place was completely lost to time. Right now, today, what it's modernly called is Shimao. We don't know what it was called, you know, when it was flourishing. We don't have any idea what what the civilization was or the people were. Um, But for over 500 years, it flourished and grew. And eventually it reached an area of 988 acres. That's the city itself or 400 hectares. And it made it one of the largest cities in the world at its time.
0: Yeah, one of the largest cities. We had no idea existed. We knew these ruins were there yeah. as part of the Great Wall, but no idea what was going on, much less it was home to a pyramid. But what we do know now is that it was a very strange place where at least it would seem alien to most modern observers today. Is a very, very religious area. yeah. Sort of – and, you know, religion was a, a dominant political structure at the time, right? As, as was in most pyramidal structures
1: found throughout the world. There are absolutely. spaces of religious uh, importance.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, we have made or these teams have made some discoveries that are still baffling. To some degree. So as the excavations continue, archaeologists have already noted numerous aspects of the site. But one thing that particularly interested them is the wealth of jade artifacts that are crammed into spaces between the blocks and every structure in Shamal found so far. The archaeologists imagine this was meant to imbue the site with more religious power, potency. Right? yeah, Or the perception thereof.
1: I'd love to know more about that. Just get like as they're finding more as, you know, a couple years from now, maybe even a decade from now, we learn more about the significance of the jade in these structures. And
0: why weren't they stolen? Yeah. Right. It's just
1: been sitting there.
0: And the most grisly part that we saved for last, there are also remains of numerous human sacrifices. How many? We don't know yet. Because these excavations continue in the outer gateway of the eastern gate on the outer rampart alone. So toward the very outside, the research team already found six pits full of human heads, decapitated human skulls.
1: Yeah, and these are just pits where bodies were dumped. But in this case, it's not whole bodies. It's
0: just Just the the heads. heads. And some of the victims may be from another nearby archaeological site to the south of Shimau And the people of this city may have conquered that neighboring site. And these victims are believed to have been taken to the pyramid as captives during the expansion of the city. And then ritualistically killed uh, for some religious give or take. We don't know the religious practices of the people who populated this city yet. We don't know how they influence greater China. In fact, the paper that we mentioned that was published in Antiquity is almost – I mean, it's it's about how what is seen as the periphery of modern Chinese civilization today was once a center of a civilization, yeah. how those things can shift. So it's a fairly dry paper. It's It is – it's not uh, full of Buzzfeedy headlines, which I respect. Mm-hmm. But be aware, if you find a copy, it is an academically uh, centered work of thought. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a
1: really. I love thinking about it because it it makes you change and question your thoughts about where civilization was developing in China at Ooh. the time. Where were the and it's what the, what you, exactly what you're saying the paper is about where were the centers of power because it feels like this place, just with its size and the way it was militarily built, you know uh, to withstand all kinds of attack mm-hmm. and it was also a religious center, it makes it feel as though this perhaps played a large role in the lar- in the bigger area where it's located
0: and here's another part of it that's strange. I mean you're absolutely right we don't know why they disappeared or yeah. how they disappeared we don't know what brought about the downfall of this 500 plus year old city could it have been drought or famine those are two those are two big factors in a lot of disappearances of ancient civilizations could it have been warring tribes or neighboring communities could it have been a disease could there uh, violent religious practices have caught up with them? Is yeah. it dismissive for us to say violent religious practices? Maybe. Mm. That's a good point. But here we have it. A f- if a few years ago, someone had told you or Matt or me that a secret empire flourished in China powered by a religious belief in human sacrifice, you probably have thought they were bonkers, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you you would have maybe put it in the same cognitive bucket Uh, that we reserve for allegations of ancient aliens. yeah, Stuff like that. Or you would have just said, I think you got the wrong area. Right. You would have said maybe you're thinking of Mesoamerica. Yeah. Right? Well, it just goes to show how many more discoveries await us. Our species is going to find things in the stars, in the ground, most particularly in the oceans beneath us. I'm pretty certain we're going to see more and more of this stuff as the technology to build reconstructions of things swallowed by the waves as that technology increases in sophistication and decreases in price uh, we're going to see some startling things just want to say how much i love the phrase things swallowed by the waves it's true that's what happens i know i just i enjoy that phrase everything is terrible and we're all gonna die well, that's sorry, true. Cut, I mean, sorry, that's definitely that true. No, no, Ben, no, Ben, you're cu- right because no, <laughs> I agree, no. and I'm right there with you, buddy. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you very, thank you very much. I'm sure it is an ancient phrase that exists across many languages. I do have to crack myself. It's pith helmet, not plinth. Oh, pith helmet, pith helmet. That's the that's the safari helmet. Yeah, that's the old pithy. I, <laughs> yeah, the old Doctor Livingston, I presume.
1: Exactly. So. What do you think uh, was the significance of Xumao and this new this new pyramid and this new city that 's been found out near the Great Wall? Have you ever been to the Great Wall and maybe seen something near there that perhaps was this? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any stories just in general from China in your travels or do you live in China and you could tell us something about any of this? Is there more? Because uh, everything we've read so far is academic papers and just some you know, some online journalism about what's been going on there. We'd love to hear a source from a pri- – like a primary source from the area and tell us about it. Um, If you want to do that, you can find us on Twitter where we're Conspiracy Stuff, Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Facebook is Conspiracy Stuff. And you should definitely join up with our Facebook group, Here's Where It Gets Crazy. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is answer a question about who hosts the show. (laughs) Uh, And if you're listening to this one as your first episode, uh, you, you need to put Matt, Ben, and Noel. Because that is the correct answer. Although we Any will, order. we will take bag of badgers.
0: <laughs> sure, and if I'm if I'm there, I'm I'm n- notoriously happy to let somebody in if there's something that makes me laugh. Oh, I do the same an thing. Answer. Don't yeah. don't tell cat. Sure. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's Cat Riley, one of our moderators. Shout out to you, Cat. Shout out to Zach and the rest of the team. Oh, yeah. Additionally, we are going on tour to a city near you. You can find details about that on our website. There's probably, depending on where you live, there's probably an ad playing about it, too. So, yeah. uh, Forgive our accidental redundancy, if if there is redundancy that exists, in, we don't
1: need your forgiveness. In, in this is this isn't redundant. This is
0: important, Ben. There we go. Well, you know what, Matt, you're right because that was all a segue for me to say. If you are a Mandarin speaking or Cantonese speaking listener, please forgive us our mispronunciations. Okay, that yes. one I am going to stick with. The that other, the like tour thing was just trying to get to a. Okay. Get to segue there. Uh, but speaking So of, yeah,
1: go to stufftheydontwantyoutono.com yeah. and click on the live shows mm-hmm. uh, little link there and you will get tickets if you wish.
0: Yes, yes, please. Uh, buy them for your friends. Buy them for, <laughs> buy them for your relatives. You know, if, if you have relatives that uh, you think would find this particularly interesting – then, then yeah. let us know it. Let us know who's going, and maybe we can give them a shout out on air.
1: There you go. It'll be a great date.
0: <laughs> it actually will be. I was meaning to talk to you about this off air, Matt, but I think we have a couple. I, yeah, I think it will actually be a good mm-hmm. date show. Uh, but the best way to find out is to join us on tour, or you know, you could try to ask us for spoilers. I don't know if you'll get any. Uh, as Matt said, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good ones, all the stuff. But if
1: none And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one 833 stdwytk If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are
0: conspiracy at iheartradio.com.
1: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC
3: podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, Get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just 49 dollars Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.
1: Sumo Play.